Hey, and welcome to the Marketing Automation Podcast by Active Demand, your weekly dip into the world of marketing automation, where you get tips for your agency, SaaS product, or B2B company. I'm your host, Adriel, and why don't we get it started? So, Sean, what kind of uh, epiphanies or uh, learnings have you had over the last week? Yeah, good question. And it's interesting. I've been in automation, marketing automation for a long time, and it uh, it uh, sort of one of the things that came up this week was the the topic of automation and how do I apply automation. And uh, the thing that I sort of had the uh, eureka moment is uh, maybe we need to step back and and really uh, define what is automation. And I think uh, automation. I've done this 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 week with a with a client was uh, automation is really just the reuse of labor. Right. It's uh, if we're thinking about how to make our marketing more effective, how to use this this fantastic magic uh, thing called marketing automation. um, My recommendation was to step back and say, well, understand philosophically uh, what automation is. And it's it's uh, it's the reuse of labor. So if we're always trying to improve our processes, we're trying to improve what we're doing. Um, as uh, as humans, we we see that we're doing something over and over and over. Whether it's reporting or sending a follow up email after somebody buys, or a thank you, or or any of these types of things. And if we can uh, recognize uh, what automation is at first, is just uh, uh, it's it's trying to get the machine to do what we did once. Um, and do it again and again. So then we can watch the machine work and uh, use our brains to 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 optimize what the machine is doing. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, that that was one of the epiphanies I had this week. Is is uh, it's about uh, a machine doing the work, and at very first, it's uh, humans doing the thinking. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking with some social media marketers uh, earlier in the week, and uh, the topic was coming up about like automated tweeting and that kind of thing. And they're like, "Oh, I hate it! Don't, like, never do that." And they're partially right. I mean, the the thing that you see often there on on Twitter is you'll follow someone, and immediately afterwards, you get a DM, uh, direct tweet back to you. That's you know them push, pitching you to go read their book or, or, or do something. Right. And I think sometimes that's done poorly and that's, that's why people have this distaste for, for automated tweeting. But um, uh, we were talking about uh, this uh, marketing uh, event that's going to happen here in Edmonton. And I was saying, okay, well, what, what if uh, on the sign up form for the event, you could sign up to have uh, the hashtag for the event automatically tweeted to you the morning of, and they're like, oh yeah, I'd sign up for that. That's sweet. Even better. What if what if I got a DM the morning of that gave me the Wi-Fi password for the event? Oh, now it's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I want that automation, that that helpful stuff, that stuff that uh, that makes the experience better for people and, and makes them like the thing more. So I mean, I think it's uh, it's it's a it's a it's a line of where you want to be in in terms of what you're automating. But there's there's such great uses out there for. Uh, for automating some of this stuff and and making a more customer centric uh, journey, right? Yeah, you know, it's I think that's uh, um, you know people talk about privacy and uh, all these things with uh, with regards to all the information Google has on us. Uh, but the reality is, and this it, it comes back to uh, what's a marketer's job, and the marketer's job is uh, is to think of uh, what's in it for me from the prospect's perspective. How do we deliver value, 
right? Everything we should not be doing anything in marketing that isn't delivering value. And I think that uh, uh, you know Google takes a lot of our information, but all of the stuff they're doing is just fantastic from a a value perspective. And uh, just like you mentioned there, those examples are yes, it's a uh, it is a repetitive task, a high value task, right? Uh, that has to be done done over and over and over and over. But uh, the the value from the uh, the recipient's perspective is huge. Right. So it's it is what's it what is the value we're doing with this tool? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, with the uh, with I'm always like asking at at an event, what's what's the hashtag for this this event? Sometimes they print it on a card and they leave it on your table. But, man, we're digital these days. We've we've got better ways of doing this. We don't have to to do the boring uh, printed version or uh, or or write down the Wi-Fi password on a whiteboard somewhere on the front and some ugly, you know, marker and (laughs) just. Just DM that stuff to me in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, So uh, why don't we head on to the main topic? Um, I was thinking this week of uh, talking a little bit about incoming signals. Um, I was working on that uh, and and you were helping me on that article about uh, dynamic content blocks. And really what it turned into was uh, like imagine all the crazy ways we can we can look at incoming signals from customers and then take action on them. The action here was uh, was making you know changes with the dynamic block, but um, maybe just like you you've dealt with a lot of uh, a lot of customers, a lot of agencies out there. What kind of in- incoming signals are they typically uh, trying to use? I think the the first one that I see used uh, the most often is an ad click. Right, because with the ad click, um, especially if you're using like Google with uh, value track parameters, you can get a lot of information in context uh, delivered uh, uh, back to the uh, to the asset uh, before the asset renders. So if somebody's clicking, if somebody has searched for you know a, a red hat or a purple fedora or whatever it is. Uh, it's a case that, uh, you know, when we one is we could get some context, what the machine, is, the device is and what the search term was before uh, the ad has been clicked and also what ad group. All of this stuff is is really valuable. And when we get to the page, uh, we can um, uh, very basically change a few things. But if we're doing full structural dynamic content, why not uh, make the page more relevant to the uh, 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 to the person who's uh, cl- who's taken the effort and clicked the ad, so I think that's a that's that's the first one I see used uh, probably the most. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, some of the stuff I I saw on the on the agency side was uh, uh, people using remarketing um, using Google Analytics. So the signal they were typically using was someone has viewed a section of the website or, or went to a page and then they would use uh, Google analytics as a way of uh, exposing those audiences to ty- most typically Google ads, right? So someone went to a page uh, or a section. Now they are this kind of customer. They're a customer that's after uh, service a or product B and, uh, and now let's retarget based on that kind of activity. Yeah. And um, one of the things is as marketers we're spending a lot of time doing is, um, at the beginning of the journey is uh, is inferring, 
right? So uh, we're, we're inferring because somebody has looked at this part of the page or he's uh, clicked this specific link uh, that we're going to infer that uh, they, they have an interest and uh, maybe we'll use that to uh, trigger something like somebody goes to a, a sign-up form for us and they went to a very specific form and then they didn't do it, then we can infer that uh, uh, they 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 had an interest in that specific uh, that specific asset, um, but where the truth comes is when somebody calls, right? And if uh, mm -hmm. if we can uh, use, for example, uh, you know, if we can do uh, like we do, is uh, analysis of the call uh, as the call is going on. We can use conversation patterns. We can use uh, what somebody's talked about on the phone to get a better a better inference if you will as far as their their interests are so uh, just to just to clarify me for our listeners you're talking about recording the call so a customer calls a phone number off the website uh, that call is recorded uh, we transcribe that call and then we start uh, uh, looking at the keywords from that call to try to guess as as to what the call's about yeah exactly right so it's a case that uh, so call tracking is something that uh, I think is is a uh, is a very powerful tool, and I know lots of lots of people are using it. Um, and if you're not, I think it's a it's a great idea because it's such a, a hot signal in the topic of signals. If somebody actually uh, uses the phone to do something to actually phone, they're well, maybe it's their 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 they don't <laughs> they're old and they don't know how to text. But if they're actually <laughs> going to call, we can infer they're serious about doing some business. Right. And if they're on the phone, they're going to be asking the questions and talking. So, yes, yeah, so once the phone call happens, most call tracking uh, systems will record. A sophisticated one will do the analysis of the voice uh, and uh, do a text to voice and then do some uh, uh, sort of machine learning or AI to uh, adapt to the, uh, the call. Yeah. I, I mean, should say it's, understand the call is, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, one of the cool things that you could pull out of that is uh, uh, we're we're talking about pulling pulling signals out of out of a customer, but uh, with some some customers that are running call tracking, they're going to find that a lot of their calls are are existing customers looking for support. Maybe they're using like a new phone number too um, uh, to to ask for support. But the advantage there, if if you listen to the phone call and and transcribe it, uh, is that you could look for keywords that uh, that it's a support call. And not a, a, a quote unquote like real incoming lead customer call, right? Yeah. Well, um, and when we're saying transcribing, we're saying uh, the machine's doing the work. We're not not doing manual transcriptions. Clearly, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, the thing that's uh, uh, one is uh, speaking of triggers is one is to you can use or signals rather you can use the what's talked about to. Uh, um, uh, infer the interests, even if it is a support call, uh, this could be fed back into uh, product product development or something like that. But uh, point is, it's a it's a fantastic signal. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, and uh, uh, yeah, phone phone calls, great signal in. Um, probably web forms would be one of those. One of the other ones that would be way up there as well, especially when you can uh, ask expl for explicitly uh, what they're interested in, right? whether uh, category or service or what they're, what they're after. Yeah. Something I'm seeing a lot more adoption of 
is um, because there is a, a quite a bit of anxiety around filling out a form um, is uh, chat, right? And like people are, some people are, are using crappy chat bots. Uh, I think mm -hmm. that a crappy chat bot is a bad experience, but uh, if you're actually engaging with people, um, you know, if you're, if the friction's removed from the chat so that people are feel free to just go and talk with whoever's on the other end, uh, uh, definitely a chat is a fantastic signal. Mm. And uh, ideally, you're able to use what happens on the chat to, again, infer uh, interests and and uh, hopefully uh, be able to pull out some contact information so that it can uh, set up a follow-up a follow-up email or a communication or something like that. But chat is just as, I think, just like uh, a phone call, it's a, valuable, it's a valuable signal because there is, the person is telling you what's uh what's on their mind right they're actually asking explicit questions uh whether they're anonymous or not uh they're trying to communicate their interests through the chat yeah i mean the uh uh the use of the use case i've seen that's that's been on chat that's been really clear has been on uh, uh auto sales so you're uh you're at typically this is people are at work they're looking for their next car they're you know uh, uh, looking around on, on company time and they can't call the, the dealership to ask yeah. for a quote or anything like that. So they'll chat because they can do that while they're quote unquote working, right? <laughs> while they're yep. sitting at their desk. So, uh, but you're talking about uh, grabbing great signals out uh, in that chat. They'll probably mention the model or make or year of the vehicle they're looking for. So if you could pull that out, that would be a, a great thing to target on as well afterwards. Then you don't have to just market your, uh, dealership, you can market your dealership plus the vehicle that you think that they're interested in from that chat. Yeah, it's a. I think it's a, a fantastic use case of uh, of retargeting. And the challenge, I think, is uh, uh, connecting the person chatting with the the ad platform, and uh, that's something that, of course, we 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 handle quite nicely. Um, and uh, ideally, you don't want to be going in and reading through a bunch of chats and trying to infer or trying to do it manually. Ideally, we want to automate this process of uh, and analyzing the transcripts and then uh, associating, or I should say, extracting the, the, the behavioral interest and then using that to push the person into uh, retargeted ads. Yeah, totally. It's a uh uh just another another uh, really strong signal that we can uh, we can take in and i mean like talking about strong strong signals like one of the ones that uh, that we use on our website is actually just asking people <laughs> like making making mm. the explicit ask uh, like on our website we have uh, i i market for an agency or i mar and, and i market for multiple clients or not <laughs> yep yes yeah, it's uh, self-selection. There's nothing wrong with self-selection. And uh, uh, definitely we've got the stats to show that a lot of people, when they come in, we know nothing about them. They are going to self-select because they're, they're uh, I think it's it's coming to the point now where people are, are expecting that the, the, the journey is going to be shortened if they give up that uh, that bit of information. They're anonymous. They're saying, here, I'm going to self-select. Make sure you do something with this uh, this action I'm giving you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, I I saw uh, self selection as like a UX uh, strategy being uh, suggested like 15 years ago. Uh, so it's it, it's been around, uh, but I, I think it's got to a point now. Like 15 years ago, it was you self select, and now I'm going to shortcut you to a section of the website just for you. 
downside yeah. being and you if have you come to make back a million sections. <laughs> yeah, if you come back, it's like yeah. I gotta ask you again. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, ideally, and back to the value statement, right? Is uh, you know what's in it for me? Is you got to use that. I mean, you gotta you've got to provide the value. So if this person ever comes back to the website, they are never presented with that choice again. And you're actually uh, remembering. Like I don't know. Uh, speaking of cars, and you've heard me complain about this before, is you know I go to a website, I'll they'll have this fantastic car building tool where I can choose the color and all this stuff of my car. Then the next com- time I come to the website, they're trying to sell me a truck. <laughs> that makes no sense. Well, you're in Alberta. Use you the data. Buy a truck, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in Alberta. <laughs> Everyone in Alberta. Hey, I, can see, truck. I, I can see your geolocation. Clearly, you're a truck guy, <laughs> even though you built a car the last time I was here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's one example where uh, where one signal that's that's kind of like a weak signal is is being used to overwrite the the stronger signal of you saying I'm looking at this particular car. Yeah, it's um, uh, definitely shorten the journey. That's that's sort of uh, what's in it for me. Provide value um, uh, uh, to the user. You have to have to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, one of the other places that uh, that I've been writing about recently here is just uh, uh, getting signals from the CRM because sometimes our salespeople actually have some really good signals that uh, that they can offer up about the customer. They can flag out um, whether they're in a, a, a buying stage uh, of some sort that marketing can help out with, uh, or if the customer is uh, is decided not to buy anything for now, but uh, you know keep keep us top of mind with them because they're they're likely to buy in the next year. Or so uh, I think that's a, a fantastic thing to a, a fantastic piece of information to get uh, from sales, right? Yeah, well, it is a um, um, uh, marketing. We have a lot of data, and I think that the closer you get to uh, human engagement, the the more accurate the 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 information is going to be, and uh, uh, sales folks, if they're doing their jobs, they're they're talking to people, and uh, uh, if they're if they're engaging with the CRM, uh, I think there's fantastic fantastic information in the in the CRM. If uh, if they're if the of all, clearly if the organization has got a good process uh, that uh, encourages the salespeople to to document the stuff that they learn on the calls or uh, while they're uh, uh, talking to folks in the in the organization, but yeah, definitely getting data getting the data from the the CRM to feed it back as quickly as possible into the marketing system is uh, is definitely a best practice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the uh last things I wanted to talk about uh, in terms of signals in uh, ads, you'd you mentioned ads that people click on, but um, we can, we can make different campaigns that target different people. And one of the, one of the interesting ones that I think you had identified with, uh, with that dynamic block article I was writing is that with a Facebook campaign, you can target the persona. You can hit that persona like dead, dead on uh, with the campaign and then just watch that ad click. And uh, if you get the click from the campaign that was to the families, uh, make sure that you identify that customer as a family person, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we've done this lots in the in the past. Is uh, um, a, a good example if you just think about um, 
you know, uh, a martial arts studio. And uh, why I use a martial arts studio is there's lots of them. Um, but if you think about the two buyer personas, they're, they're, they're very different. Uh, there's several buyer personas, but I think there's two important ones. One is mom looking for something for her kids to do. Right. And uh, uh, the other buyer persona is the uh, the MMA guy. Right. Or girl. Um, very different. Very yeah. different buyer personas. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, uh, the nice thing about uh, uh, Facebook is that, you know, we can uh, we can target we can target uh, uh, with some. Uh, good demographics, you know, I can pick, I can, I can try to target mom. And if I get mom uh, to click or with reasonable certainty, then the inference is that this is, she's looking for her kids and uh, she's looking for, uh, you know, something that is uh, family friendly. So we have lots of pictures of kids, lots of happiness and, you know, the kids are engaged, but clearly, you know, the MMA guy isn't going to be happy with that. So we can use contextual content and we can target maybe, um, you know, if, the, if we're able to uh, uh, target single males, then we can infer that they're not really looking to go to a place to to uh, find some kids to hang out with. Right. So we, yeah, <laughs> we, they, don't want, they don't want the ankle biters around while they're while they're training to to submit other people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's like uh oh i see a kid i tap out <laughs> i mean they could they could try to guess as to how many of them they could they could take on like how many could you take on like 100 kids at once or like 50 i don't know depends what belt color yeah. they are i guess <laughs> uh yeah. awesome but uh, yes the point is it's good signal and it's nice with uh things like facebook where we can uh 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 Leverage the fact that they, they well, I'm trying to think of a polite way to, to say this. Let's just say they allow us to advertise with a reasonable uh, targeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Uh, any other ones that you wanted to bring up? No, I think that same use. Well, I could go on and on and on. That use case is uh, like I see this. I, I was on a call this week and uh, there was a case that um, um, uh, the the company they sell uh, uh, training materials for 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 tutors and and uh, and uh, and schools, right? And uh, if they are talking to somebody who's a teacher, and if they went to the website and they say this stuff about uh, uh, homeschooling, they're going to think, "Oh, what a joke! This isn't for me," right? Because clearly, uh, this person, uh, this uh, homeschooler, hasn't doesn't have the education I do. Uh, whereas uh, a uh, uh, so they would bounce right because they're thinking, gee, this this isn't for me. So it's really about profiling or using the user profile to adapt the content. Yeah, exactly. Getting all these signals into uh, to flag out uh, that you're talking to a, a particular persona or someone in a particular buying cycle, and then taking action on that, taking, taking repeatable, consistent action that, uh, that helps that person get closer to the, to the sale. Thanks for listening this week. If you think someone else at your company should listen to this podcast, send them the link activedemand.com forward slash podcast. We've also got lots of great articles on our blog that go into really specific in-depth topics to help you out. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like covered, shoot us an email at support at activedemand.com or send us a tweet. Thanks again for listening and have a killer day making your business better through automation.